Crosspoint Community Church. We are here to help each other worship, live, and rescue like Jesus. For more info on who we are, go to cpmodesto.org. purchase that outfit and wear it once, but Christine is not most people. <laughs> I, I think she's gotten more use out of that than any other clothing she, she owns. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what, what a cool morning to have the kids up here, and I love, I love the anticipated chaos of having children on stage. That is one of my favorite things. Um, I'm not a kid guy, but I am a kid guy when it comes to watching them do things to embarrass their parents. Um, <laughs> love that. Uh, and, then, and then even just to have our global staff and, and, and being able to, as Christine said, to, to see, see the reach uh, just even from this little gathering all over the world. What an awesome thing. Um, last week, uh, last Sunday on Christmas Sunday, I... Uh, talked about uh, our, our Christmas uh, about 10 years ago and um, talked about getting a dog for Christmas. And so a couple people told me between services and after the service that they were angry with me that I didn't show a picture of our dog. So I did, I promised I would show a picture. And so um, here, is, here is Baxter. Um, and that's one of, you know, our, our normal family pictures. Um, <laughs> But that is our dog, Baxter, who's still, still with us. Someone was like, is he gone? I was like, nope, he's still here. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, um, so this, this, this morning is the last Sunday of, of 2021. And uh, I, in, in my, my experience, 2021 did feel a little faster than 2020, but there certainly was still no lack of conflict. I, I was thinking about Timothy, and maybe he can tell us that tomorrow's better. Um, <laughs> Because he's from the future, um, <laughs> but but um, you know here's here's what I would say that that over this last year, the, the the movement that I have experienced with what the Holy Spirit has been doing and what God has been doing is, is this, and I would I would summarize it this way: that we as God's people have experienced a season and a process of reproof of revelation and restoration. And, and I think if we, if, we put, if we put our experience in that kind of box, in that category of God will always reprove and discipline his children, because we as God's children, we don't know what's best and we will always, always, always veer off the path that he set for us. And so we need to rely on the reproof of the Holy Spirit to guide us back to exactly what God wants. And I think we've, we have experienced a season of reproof in the church and, and, and as God's people. And in that, in that time, if we respond to his reproof with humility and surrender, then he gives us greater revelation. And when I say greater revelation, I'm not saying that there's something different that is being said that he hasn't said before, but he brings us into a place of understanding what he has already said. He helps us understand what he's already said and see things as they are. And finally, what, what I've seen glimpses of is restoration. 
of, of our mission in his kingdom and what he's called us to do. And, and, so, and so I think that's really the movement that I've seen over this last year. And when we began 2021, I, I kind of laid out a few things that, 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 I, that I said that I felt that the Holy Spirit was leading us toward. And that was, one was to kind of reclaim that, that, that truly biblical worldview. Because, because all of our worldview, the way we see the world really is mixed with our culture, our, ideolo- our, our ideology, our, our upbringing, those things. And, and it's, it's hard to see things that aren't biblical in our own worldview because they're part of us. And so often we, we, we sometimes fight for the wrong things. And so it was looking at that temporal and spiritual viewpoint of how we see everything that happens that there is this parallel of, of what's going on around us that we see and feel and experience and the things that God is doing behind the scenes and, and the, the spiritual powers at work that we don't get to see clearly, but we know are, is happening. Uh, the second thing that, that we talked about at the beginning of 2021 was, was that we wanted to reconnect and, and learn from and understand and really walk together with our global family of God, which such a cool picture this morning of having some global staff here in the room and on the screen. But over the last year, we've pursued intentionally waking ourselves up to the global family of God. And then finally, we talked about discipleship and evangelism and, and, and how we really need to pursue that transformation we need to challenge ourselves to obey what God calls us to do. And so what we did in this last year was, at least from, from our gathering together, we walked through the book of Mark, face, focusing on Jesus and what Jesus did, because we really need Jesus. We walked through a, a, a series called Citizen, which, which looked at God's kingdom which I know from comments and conversations was very significant for so many of us. We, we walked through the book of James that really applied kingdom living to where we are and what we're doing today. And, and then and finally, recently, we, we walked through kind of a, a, a flyover of, of Malachi. And really seeing that, that the situation that we face today isn't much different from what the Jews were facing in that kind of 400 years of silence and, and even what it looked like when Jesus came on the scene in the incarnation. This last year, we've, we've been able to connect more and more with our global staff here in the services and, 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 and in person. And also, we got to commission Kingsley to go to Slovenia to spread the gospel. We, we've connected with the underground persecuted church through a number of organizations and, and have been able to, at least for me, I've been able to see through different eyes the experience of believers outside of my context and especially with what happened with Afghanistan this year, it's been more real than I think it would have ever been to me otherwise. As far as discipleship, we've, 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 we've leaned into prayer. We've began to broach the topic of fasting we're constantly talking about how we've got to obey what God teaches us in order for it to be real in our lives. We've, we've, we've in, in, involved ourselves in some small discipleship groups. And I was thinking about how the Apostle Paul gives us a great, a great biblical anchor 
for what we should be about. Because it's so easy to say, well, what should we be doing today? What should we, should we be doing with all the things that are going on and, and all the things that we face? I think Paul gives a great anchor, and it's in Galatians 6. And I'm just gonna read the first 10 verses of Galatians 6. Paul writes to the church in Galatia, he says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. I was thinking about what, what Paul says there and, and really the message of Jesus and, and, and that it is easy to grow weary of doing good, isn't it? <laughs> It is easy to grow weary of doing good, especially in a context where, where at, every, at every corner there is the potential and the possibility of being disappointed or frustrated or picked on. But I think there's, there's, there's three things that Paul gives us in this that are kind of contrasts. In verse one, it talks about how there will be inevitably people around us who go off track and, 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 and embrace their sin. And he says, restore those people with a spirit of gentleness. In other words, what he's saying is, is we need to, part of what we need to be doing is, is, is restoring over removal. Restoration over removal. See, it's real easy in times like we live in to remove people from our lives rather than pursue restoration of them. See, it would be really easy for God, instead of pursuing us for restoration, to remove us from his sight. But God pursued us for restoration. And we need to people, be a people who value restoration over removal. Secondly, in verse two, he, he, he talks about how we should bear each other's burdens. We should walk with one another. And that's this idea of carrying over anchoring. And what I mean by that is, is that we need to be looking around at one another and seeing what people are walking through, and we need to be carriers. We need to be carrying their burdens with them rather than anchoring them in the mud and the dirt and the junk of life or leaving them behind with their anchors and running on ahead for our own benefit. But he says, carry one another's burdens. Don't just let people be anchored behind. And then thirdly in verse six, he talks about being generous and he talks about reaping and sowing and that, that how we interact generously with one another, we will reap that. That will come back to, to roost. And so their generosity over scarcity, the idea that regardless of what happens, regardless of inflation or the economy or, or the, the time that we believe we have left, 
that we need to be generous with those around us and not give in to this idea of scarcity and become inwardly focused, but continue to focus on others and be generous with all that God has provided us and what he's taught us. And he finishes off his thought when he says, keep doing good. Keep doing good. If you're not sure what you should do about a situation, just say, well, I need to keep doing good. (laughs) That sounds simplistic, but keep doing good. But to who? He says, keep doing good to everyone. Everyone. And when he says everyone, he means everyone. Even the people who disappoint, even the people who frustrate, even the people who treat you poorly, keep doing good to everyone because that makes a difference. And he says, especially to those in the household of faith. Why does he say especially to those in the household of faith? I think he's grabbing on to what Jesus prayed in John 17 when Jesus said, Father, I pray that those who come on, on, on account of their witness, their testimony, us, that they would be one as you and I are one. And I think that's why Paul says, do good to everyone, especially those in the household of faith. Why? Because, because that's how people come to Jesus. When people see us, in the midst of our differences, in the midst of our preferences, in the midst of our feelings, in the midst of our emotions, when we are together because solely because of Jesus, then that draws others to Christ. And that's what Jesus prayed for. And, and so I just wanna, I wanna, I wanna just share with you briefly this morning of some of the things that, that you have participated in whether you realize it or not some of the good that you've been a part of this last year. And I share this not, this is in no way to make much of us. This is to say that, that, that through humility and surrender and sacrifice, no matter what the situation, the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to do good in spite of ourselves, in spite of our stuff. You know, the last year, we've continued to, to, to minister to those at Ralston Tower down the street. This last year, we've been able to participate in serving almost 3,800 meals at Ralston Tower to people who don't get to see people very often, that don't always have family to go visit with them. We've been able to, to, to do a, a service once a month there at Ralston Tower and, and many relationships have flourished through our connection there. In fact, one person, one resident Ralston Tower received Jesus this past year through the meals and the services. Monday night community on Monday nights with those who are homeless and those who are in, in difficult situations. There have been several people in that community who've accepted Christ over the last year. We've served 7,500 meals There's been almost a thousand showers taken, which is great. (laughs) There's 175 coats that have been given, 200 monthly needs, every month 200 needs are met, whether it's clothing, blankets, or et cetera. And recently, they've started meeting at five to six o'clock to play games and fellowship with one another, which is something a lot of these people don't get to do, which is a natural part of our lives. And, 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 so, and then students lately have been, been able to go to Days Inn down the street weekly to meet with Afghan families and children who've been displaced 
and relocated and are in a process of their lives are turned upside down trying to figure out what to do next. And some students from, from our student ministry group have been able to go and, and minister and play with and, and minister to these families and these children. We, we've been able to support the Modesto Gospel Mission and the Salvation Army here in town to help care for and shelter people who are homeless and need a place that's safe and secure to hear the gospel and to have a meal and to have a place to sleep. We partnership with Youth for Christ here on so many levels and, and we, we join together with them. And over this past year, we've been able to help support some local churches here in Modesto that are unable to, unable to get through some of the difficulties that they've faced to help their, their pastors who are working two and three jobs plus pastoring, to help them minister and move forward in transformation. Globally, we've been able to commission Kingsley as we've, we've talked about to Slovenia. Jan Turner retired, retired from 58 years of serving Jesus in Mexico, translating the New Testament into the Mixtec language. We've sent students to San Diego, Mexico, Honduras. We've been able, you've been able to give and respond to crises that have come up, support to Haiti relief for tragedies that have happened there. Meals for heroes throughout the whole year of being able to bring meals to those who are working in intense environments and, and beginning to build relationships with those people and encouraging them with a meal and an encouraging word from Jesus. This past year, collected here at the church, and this is just what you've given into the church, is $14,600 to, to Global Catalytic Ministries that is possibly one of the only organizations, Christian organizations, that is actively in and out of Afghanistan risking their lives to support the, the underground church and those who are running from the Taliban. That they're sneaking in and over the border, in and out. It's the only, it's the only organization that I know of that is able to be doing that right now, secretly. And, and, and along with what we've given and many other people have given, they've been able to, to, to train disciples in this time of incredible unrest and darkness in Afghanistan. They've trained disciples from 198 people to 472 people in Afghanistan. They've been able to plant churches that the churches planted in Afghanistan in the last year of the crisis have gone from 750 churches to 850 churches in Afghanistan. That their underground leaders have grown from 25 to 58 when everyone is trying to flee the country. Eight tons of coal has been secretly snuck into Afghanistan through, through GCM to help give people warmth in their homes because they don't have that. They've established 20 safe houses for those on the run from the Taliban, whether they're Christians or non-Christians, but to help them get to safety. And, and it's just so cool to, to, to see all of these things, both locally and globally, the good that we've been able to participate in. And that's not even beginning to touch what you've done as individuals and families with your time, with your resources over this past year. 
what you've done for those in need around you, what you've done for, for people that you have relationship with and that you've seen their struggle or a situation and you've reached out maybe anonymously or, or you've come alongside them and helped them in their struggle, in their time of need. Some of you anonymously and some of you inspiring generosity and surrender in those around you. And, and so this, again, isn't to, to make much of anything that we've done, but it is to remind us that through the power of the Holy Spirit and humility and surrender, that God can do through us whatever he wants, no matter the circumstances or situations around us. And, and, so, and so as we move into this next year, that again, no one can predict what'll happen. Lots of people have ideas and there's lots of things that look not great, some things that might look great. But as we go into this next year, next week, I wanna share what, what God has been doing and saying to us, those, those of us who do our best to humbly lead while fully surrender to the call of Jesus and the coming of his kingdom, we'll continue to respond to the reproof and the revelation and the reconciliation and restoration of God. But as we continue to move forward, I think the biblical challenge to us, to you, to me, is to keep doing good. Restoring the lost and broken, carrying one another's burdens, generosity and sharing with one another in word and in deed. And this will truly be, if we even just focus on those things, that will be the greatest witness to the world that Jesus Christ is the Son of God to a world that is broken and afraid. That will be the greatest witness and testimony to a world that walks in darkness. Let me pray for us as the, as the worship team comes back up. Father, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you for what you've done. God, I thank you for the, the hard things that you allow into our lives. I thank you for the, the, the incredible celebrations that you draw us into. God, when I think of this morning and I think of the, the, the picture that I walk away with, God, I see a, a found family of, of people who some have more in common than others, but all of us have in common Jesus Christ. And so, Father, I, I pray that as we've been able to see children being children this morning, and been able to see some people who have done what we sometimes think of as extraordinary in, in going somewhere else, being lonely over Christmas for the sake of the gospel. God, that we would not see that as extraordinary, but we would see that as part of, of obedience and the call to which you have called us to. And that we would make those decisions here in our places at home, in our places of employment, and in our social circles. God, and as we have reflected a little bit on what you have empowered us to do through your, your Holy Spirit, God, I pray that, that we would, as a people, humbly surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit. And that as frustrated and as tired as many people are from hitting, getting hit from every angle, God, that we would never tire of doing good. 
God, we would be about restoration because you are about restoration. That we would be about caring because you are about carrying us. And that, God, that we would be about generosity because you have been so generous with us. And that we would be this way with everyone, especially those within the household of faith. Whether they're in this room this morning or they're gathered together and they jump at every sound because they're in a house in Afghanistan right now. Worshiping the same Jesus that we worship. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for restoring us, for carrying our burdens, and for generously, generously dealing with us. God, I pray that we would surrender our year to you. We would surrender our past to you. And we would live boldly because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you feel inspired and moved by what God is doing here at Crosspoint. Point.